So I want to say uh, thank you to all of you who have made uh, it a priority this morning to come and, uh, and hear the report of your, for your church. It's really important, I think. It's really important for you to come and, and hear about the business of your church. Maybe not the most fun way that you could spend a Sunday morning, uh, but it is important. We do that about uh, once a year, so glad that you are here. Um, 2019 was a, a really good year. For Church of Our Savior. Uh, things like the launch of Built for a Purpose, uh, things like uh, the continued excellence of Vacation Bible School and Created for a Purpose, the food trucks, uh, the Linton series, the new driveway, uh, fantastic pastoral care by our shepherds, uh, the hiring of the communications coordinator who has actually, uh, she, she, you know, she lives in Alabama, but she uh, put together these incredible uh, annual reports. I hope that you will take this home and, and really take the time to look through it, uh, pray through it, and just um, and, and be informed. Um, there is a, a lot to highlight, and you can, this really is looking back on 2019, and there's a lot to look forward to in 2020, and, and I'm going to highlight uh, part of that in just a minute. But first, there's something I really want to clarify. Something I want to clarify. In my first rector's address four years ago in 2016, I made you a promise. I promised you that we would always and only be about the work of Jesus Christ, worshiping Him, knowing Him, serving Him. And to that end, we would always trust God to provide for His church so that we can do His work. And I told you that I would never wag my finger at you and tell you that the ship was going down if you didn't give. Because I joked that was the treasurer's job. So, But then in the fall of 2018, uh, we had our annual stewardship campaign like we always do. Uh, the model that I have seen in pretty much every church that I've ever been a part of is that you see how much you can get, and then when the pledges come in, you see what you have to spend on ministry and uh, buildings and salaries, etc. I don't think that I have ever seen an Episcopal church give a target number in an annual campaign. So, we had our campaign, you made your pledges, and then, though we had not told you what the target was at the annual meeting a year ago, uh, we asked you, uh, we told you that it wasn't enough. And we asked you for a little more. And some of you responded, and I'm so grateful, but to others of you, that request, at least that request made in that way, uh, didn't feel quite right. And I know it didn't because some of you shared that with me, and I appreciate that. And then, in May, we asked you to give more again uh, with the Our Savior, Our Home campaign. Nothing to apologize for there. Uh, the repairs were important and necessary. Uh, but another plea for additional money, could have felt as if we had strayed from the original promise. It may have felt, to some of you, if at least on some level, uh, it had become more about money than ministry. And if you, now not all of you, all of you felt that way, but if you felt that way, I apologize. I can tell you that from my perspective, and from the perspective of the staff and the vestry, uh, it has always been about ministry. But if I did not communicate in a way that conveyed that primary concern for ministry, I apologize. 
And if you were feeling that way, then it probably didn't land all that well when we asked the parish for a significant increase in pledge dollars for this year. I don't want to talk about money today. Our treasurer, Bob White, is going to tell you in a few minutes that we had a really good year in 2019 and we feel confident about the financial plan for 2020. What I want to talk to you about this morning is the why behind it all. Because in case I haven't communicated that as clearly as you need for me to, I want to tell you about your remarkable church and how unique it is. I want to tell you why the world needs Church of Our Savior and why the world needs Church of Our Savior to grow in strength, in vitality, in health, in numbers, in enthusiasm, in acts of service, and yes, in financial stability. Church of Our Savior is a remarkable and unique church. To be sure, our founding by Harriet Beecher Stowe is certainly important and unique. And our view of the river and downtown Jacksonville under ancient oaks is stunning. And those are the things that most people think of if they think of our Savior as unique. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you. And I'm talking about the grace of God in you. It is not new news that the church in America is shrinking or that specifically the Episcopal church in America is in drastic decline. Let me give you a little statistical context. The Episcopal church nationally has declined in membership and attendance every year for the past 30 years. But the last 10 have been especially harsh, with average Sunday attendance dropping nationally a staggering 25%. As of 2018, only 4% of all Episcopal churches, that's about 260 churches in America, have 300 people or more on a Sunday. And we are right at 300 on a Sunday. The average Sunday attendance for all Episcopal parishes in America was 53. Literally, hundreds of churches across the country have closed their doors or have been folded into other parishes. A few parishes in the Diocese of Florida have closed their doors, and several are right on the brink. And in contrast to this trend, Church of Our Savior is vibrant and growing. We regularly have new faces. We have happy children. And though it is true that we have more ideas than we have dollars, we are financially stable. We are one among a very small percentage of Episcopal churches that enjoy such health. An Episcopal parish of our size with our capacity of resources, with our joy and activity, with our immediate potential, with our children and youth, we are a rare jewel. Church of Our Savior, we are a rare jewel. And it's easy to forget because we see it every week. But what God has given us here is incredibly special. We are not lucky We are blessed. God is being so good to us. Now, I am not showing this contrast to toot our own horn. With humility, I want 
you to see how unique and special what we have is. But with that blessing comes a mission. You might even say that with that blessing comes a mandate. The Episcopal Church needs us to thrive. The Diocese of Florida needs us to thrive. And perhaps most importantly, our neighbors around the church need us to thrive. The world needs what God has given us here at Church of Our Savior. The world needs you, Church of Our Savior. We have the greatest story ever told. The message of present hope and eternal salvation for a broken world. We have the way, the truth, and the life. The residents of Mandarin need the hope and the grace that you can offer to them. The residents of Julington Creek Plantation and Fruit Cove need the friendships that they would find with you wonderful people. The residents along Bartram Parkway need to serve alongside of you to be part of something greater than themselves. They can find it all here. What God has given us is special. But it's not the kind of special that you put delicately up on the shelf. It's the kind of special that you do everything you can to show it off to the world because the world needs what we have got. It is my hope and my prayer that Church of Our Savior be the resource for Christian vitality in Mandarin and in the Diocese of Florida. I want to say that again because it really is the crux of what I want to communicate to you this morning. Is my hope and prayer that Church of Our Savior be the resource for Christian vitality in Mandarin and in the Diocese of Florida. We will do this with great youth and children's programs, excellent Bible study for all ages, tight liturgy, excellent music, joyful fellowship, gracious and attentive pastoral care, unashamed stewardship programs, well-cared-for buildings and grounds, and outreach programs which actively serve our immediate community. The point will never be to grow just for the sake of growing. But we will grow. Because healthy things grow. And healthy things bear abundant and sweet fruit. The point is, and the point always will be, to give God glory and to share His love. Now you've heard the old saying that if you do what you've always done, you're going to get what you've always gotten. Right? Well, if we do what every other Episcopal church has always done, then there's a pretty good chance that we're going to get what they've gotten. And so we've got to try different things. We may borrow things from churches that are growing, that are outside of our denomination, and put our own spin on them. We're going to come up with new ideas, and some of them are going to flop. But some are going to be successful. But nevertheless, we have got to keep pushing because the world needs what we have here. The world needs you. The world needs Jesus Christ and a warm, accepting community. The world needs Church of Our Savior. The goal is to be the center of Christian vitality in Mandarin and in the Diocese of Florida. And this is all consistently, or entirely consistent with our mission to help people, wherever they are in their spiritual journey, to live into a personal and intimate relationship 
with Jesus Christ. Now, I want to be clear. It's not that I want to be better than other churches. I just want us to be a healthy and vibrant church that helps people and churches become healthy and vibrant in Jesus Christ. And so just as hurting people come and find healing, so hurting churches may come also and find a friend and a hopeful model of health. I want to just touch on two, uh, briefly two things that we're going to be working on, church leadership is going to be working on towards these ends. First, I want to talk about the vestry. Before I tell you what, uh, we're, we're kind of reshaping the vestry. Before I tell you about that, I want to just say thank you and call out those uh, four who are rolling off the vestry who have served. Um, Wes Longstreth. Where's Wes? I saw Wes. Uh, good job. Uh, Chick, Chick Chance uh, served one year after, uh, after Phyllis Hendry served two years. So thank you so much. That's yours. Thank you so much. Which means that must be yours. Thank you so much. Joe Nitzi. Y'all. Joe Nitzi's been the junior warden for three years. God bless you. Everything from the new driveway to the new roof to the uh, to the um, uh, the bulkhead to the project that's going on behind us to the new well, Joe Nutzi has organized and overseen. And Teresa Myers, who's been our senior warden this year, just incredible, done an incredible job, way over and above. Thank you, sir. God bless you. So going forward, the vestry is getting leaner, hopefully not meaner. <laughs> the laws of the church say that the vestry is in charge of property and the finances of the church. Clergy and the vestry got to a point last year where we both felt like the model that we were operating under was not really allowing us to be efficient or effective as we all desired to be. And so at the vestry's own wise request... We're pulling back from 12 members to 9 members, which our bylaws already allow. So this year we're going to select 3 vestry members, new vestry members, and there's going to be 10 on the vestry this year. Next year, 4 will roll off and then we'll be down to 9. We're moving away from a ministry liaison model where each vestry member is kind of over one little part of the church, but they're not really over the church. And it's just um, what, we're, what we're going to be trying out is this. There'll be a four-person property committee and a four-person finance committee, and there will be a senior warden. Now, the senior warden, I'm happy to tell you, for 2020, will be Matt Majori. Right over here, Matt Majori. The property side will be led by the junior warden. That's to be determined. The uh, new vestry that we select today will um, select the, the junior warden. The property committee will support Mike Baldwin, who's doing a great job as our facilities manager and, and as he oversees project. But the main job of the property side is going to be to develop a plan to develop a master plan for our campus. That's the main thing we heard from you in the parish survey. We've got to develop a master plan. What are we doing with the buildings across the street? What are we doing with this building? Um, what do we need from our facilities to fulfill our ministry vision? That's the main job. On the finance side, 
uh, the finance side will work with Treasurer Bob White and Becky James to sort of oversee the daily day-to-day, but their main job is going to be to develop a plan for year-round stewardship uh, that is informative and inviting, but not begging or tacky. So, um, so, and then they'll also be working to help come up with ideas to fund whatever master plan we come up with. The staff will be handling ministry. They're very well suited and capable of doing so. And the staff in the vestry will interact uh, on a regular and as-needed basis. Property and finance must always be driven by ministry. The main task of the vestry moving forward uh, is to have forward, down-the-road, planning for the future thinking. Now, we're restructuring this. I've actually never seen a church do, the, do it like this. And we're making it up as we go, so stay tuned. That's the first thing. It's all, it's all towards creating an environment that sustains health. Second, outreach. Now, we've got some incredible uh, opportunities for outreach here at the church, and many of you are actively involved in amazing ministries, uh, ministries like St. Mary's uh, in Springfield, Church Without Walls downtown, Her Song, St. Andrew's Church in Interlaken. And if you're involved in those ministries, thank you. Thank you. Keep up the good work. You're doing amazing work. However, most of those are at least a 45-minute drive away. And uh, so they're not really accessible to most people in this church. You're working or you've got kids or you just can't get that far. You don't want to drive through traffic to get there. It's not accessible. We're not, and, we're, and to that end, we're not really serving our immediate local community. We need to do a better job serving Mandarin. So I've been working with the Mission Commission to develop two Mandarin-based ministry opportunities. These are not set in stone. If you have ideas, I would love to hear from you about them. But we've had great conversations around two main ministries. One is to partner with Crown Point Elementary School. Crown Point uh, is, uh, we have at least one um, faculty member who's a member here, Susie Lawson. And they actually already have partnerships with a couple other churches. We could be involved on all sorts of different levels uh, with parents, teachers, uh, families, and, um, and obviously children. Um, you can be as involved uh, once a week, once a day, once a year. There's, there's all sorts of levels to be involved there. Um, the other thing is uh, something related to seniors. We are, I mean, Mandarin's kind of an aging community in, in some ways. So we're thinking perhaps Meals on Wheels. Uh, there's already some, um, some activity, but they need some more help in Mandarin. Uh, we've had great initial conversations around both these. We do need some leadership around these. If there's tug on your heart, we'd love to talk to you about that. Um, you can serve the population that works for you, kids, families, seniors. Uh, you can serve a little, you can serve a lot. Uh, but we need, like I said, we need leadership. Because the thing is, service is an incredibly important part just as much as, as Bible study and just as much as worship. Those are really three parts of a whole, and you're going to be hearing about, more about that in, in the month of February. Um, three parts of a whole, connecting to God, uh, growing in Christ, and serving the Lord. And those are, um, so those are the two things that, that I really want to highlight from my end today, vestry and outreach. There's a lot more I could say. Um, there's a lot more people I could brag on. Staff, amazing. Volunteers, incredible. Um, I want you to take the, the report home, take the time to look through it, give thanks to God for all that is uh, going on in our church. But here's what I want you to know. It's all about the ministry, 
because it's all about Jesus Christ. We're here to help people know Him. And by we, what I mean is all of us. We are here to help people know Christ. I don't just mean the staff or the leadership or the clergy. It's our job, all of us. All of us are here to help people wherever they are in their spiritual journey to live into a personal and intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. And if called upon, we are here to help other churches get back on the path. In order to do that, we must be on the path. We have to be good stewards of of the incredibly special, unique thing that God has created here. And therefore, we want to make ourselves available, if God should so desire, that we would be the resource for Christian vitality in Mandarin and in the Diocese of Florida, for the expanse of the kingdom, for the salvation of souls, for the restoration of hope, and ultimately, for the glory of God. Amen. Three minutes ahead of schedule. All right. Uh, and this time I'd like to call on our outgoing and fantastic senior warden, Teresa Myers. Amen.